Good morning. It's a great day, and we're excited to bring the Word today. You know, just um, reflecting on this past week of Easter, um, I want us to purpose to keep our focus and be grateful for what Jesus did. But I believe that He wants us to be convinced in, in, within us of what He truly accomplished. You know, not just being, not just remembering what the, cro- the, the act of the cross, but remembering and being convinced of what it produced. And that's what we're talking about today, because we need to know the things that have been produced, you know, for us in this life. Um, Jesus came, actually, not to start a new religion. He didn't come to to create some just new new religion of mankind. He came to do something a whole lot more. And he he came to do actually one thing that produced another thing. Jesus did. He came to produce one thing that created something else for you and I. And that's what I want us today to be convinced of. In 1 John 3, 8, just the the last part of uh, the 8th verse of 1 John, in the Amplified, it says this, The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, to destroy, to loosen, and dissolve the works the devil has done. That's what he came to do, to undo, to destroy, and loosen, and dissolve the works that the devil did. That's what he did. And, and what it produced for us is found in another verse of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17 and 18 or part of 17 and 18. And it says, it was essential that he was made like his brethren, like we are, in every respect, in order that he might become a merciful and a sympathetic and a faithful high priest, a faithful savior. What he did and he accomplished, he did that able to sympathize with what we go through day to day because he's already been through it. So he came to destroy the works of the devil, to produce something in us that would empower us to be able to overcome and and to implement and to enforce what he accomplished in his act at Calvary. What he accomplished on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, his ascension upon high, what it's given to us is what we've got to be convinced of. Not just, not just remembering what he did at the cross and what he did, and that's what all of Easter was about. What he did was, was no human being ever has done and, and has ever accomplished and, and never will, but he did it for us. He became like us so that he could accomplish something that would empower us. And that's what I want to focus on today. <clears throat> because what he's become is the hope of the world. That's the title of my message today. Jesus, the hope of the world. He is the hope of all of the world. And uh, <clears throat> what, he, what he is revealing to us, what is coming to us day to day, is this revelation, which has been a mystery in the past, but now... Today, in the day in which we're living in, it's becoming well known 
who we are, who he is, and what he's empowered us to do and to accomplish in the earth. <clears throat> There's a verse of scripture in Colossians 1.27 that says this, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of, his, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's a mystery that's been hidden from the ages that now is in this day and time, it's been happening ever since Jesus left, but in this day and time is, what, is where all of heaven is focused on. But in this day and time, there's this mystery of what Jesus did and what he's empowered us to accomplish, this mystery. It's Christ revealed inside of me that's the hope of glory. Christ in me and in you is the hope of glory. The mystery that's hidden from the ages is that he came, he lived, he died, he rose, and now sits at the right hand of the Father. It's all about him being in us that is this mystery. <clears throat> because if that's not revealed in us, then there's no hope, and then people live in despair. If people have no hope, they live in despair. The answer to the world is Christ being revealed inside of humanity, inside of me, inside of you, inside of everybody. That's the hope of the world. Now, I want to define those two words, hope and glory. The word hope is defined as confidence and assurance. We're just using those two words today when we look at hope just for the sake of time. And the word glory in the Greek is defined as filled up with everything that is good. The word glory is to be filled up with everything that is good. That's the nature of God. Everything that is good is what God is. And, and His glory is what is being filled up on the inside of us. Everything, is good. everything that is good is God. And He wants us being filled up with that. He wants you and I believing in that. Because when we believe that, then we're able to give that revelation and that understanding to other people. It's vital that we understand that. In Romans 5, and just the second part of verse 2 through 5, it says, And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Now, I want to define that hope and glory. He says, And rejoice in hope, rejoice in confidence and assurance of being filled up with everything that is good. Rejoice in that. Be confident and, and, and have this assurance established on the inside of you that you've been filled up with everything that is good. And he said, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Also, in, in other words, um, what God wants us to do is to look at and to see all of his fullness and his goodness in the midst of tribulations. It, it, it's, not, it's not the fact that you're going through something. You know, in, in, in this world today, we're going through some things. We're facing some things that our nation and actually the planet has never faced in my lifetime. I don't know ever. And we're facing something that you could call tribulations or tests or trials or things that, that we're dealing with in life. Well, just going through that doesn't empower you at all. It's you allowing confidence and assurance to be developed 
and to realize that all of God, His nature, His goodness, who He is, is on the inside of you. And He wants to fill you up in these times as you're walking through the tribulations. Because I want you to notice the rest of this verse. This is in Romans 5 and now starting with verse 3. He said, But we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. If, God is, if you're allowing God and learning to trust God through things like what you face here and things in the future, when you're doing that, it produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character, and character de- developed character produces hope. And this type of hope, it says, it never disappoints. It never disappoints you. So when you, when you are operating in confidence and assurance of God, and, and that is this absolute assurance that God will do what He said He'll do, it'll never disappoint you. I tell you, people can tell you they'll do something for you and then let you down. But if God said it, you can take it to the bank. But you have to believe it. I have to believe it. It's not going to work for me just because he said it. I have to believe that it's true. The hope of the world, listen to me when I say this, the hope of the world, the confidence and the assurance that the world is looking for is found in us. It's Christ in me that is the confidence and the assurance that we can be filled up with the nature of God and everything that is good and and everything that is right with God. God wants you and I to be convinced so that the world, when people come to you, you have something to give them. Powerful verse of Scripture. In Ephesians 2 and verse 13, it says this, that there was a time for all of us in this life that we had no hope, And we were without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, those of us who had no hope and we and and we had no no assurance of the things of God, we had no hope. He said, But now, in Christ Jesus, you've been brought back to that place of having that hope through the blood of Jesus. So now we have hope. That what God said he will do, he will do. We have assurance and confidence that if God promised something, he's going to do it. Today, I want you to have that developed confidence and assurance that what God has promised, he's not only able to do it, but he will do it. In other words, God has already made a way for you through anything that you face today, tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now. He's already made the way. And I want to show you in in another verse of Scripture that how important that this is. Because if the blood of Jesus hasn't brought us to that place, if there's no blood of Jesus, then there's no hope. If there's no hope, then there's no faith. There's no confidence and assurance. And and ultimately, then we live our lives always disappointed. Remember what we read in Romans, that the hope that is in God, that produces the hope that produces in us the faith to believe that what God said He would do, He would do, 
never disappoints. You will never be let down if you develop a relationship with God. There may be days when it seems like God forgot or he didn't follow through with what it seemed like he did, but the Bible says that God can't lie. And if God, if you find something in the Word of God, you find truth in the Word of God that creates this hope, you'll never be let down if you just stay with him. If you let the time, the perseverance. You know, in the Roman scripture, it said, it said that, that that type of hope, that it never disappoints. But it says what happens also in that is that it develops a perseverance and a character in your life that empowers you to not give up, not quit, to, to, to stay with it, to persevere to the end. And that's what is developed when we understand this God and it's revealed on the inside of us. Again, I'm telling you, the hope of the world is not in a government or another person or, or something else. The hope of the world is Jesus himself being revealed in each of us. And, and what needs to be revealed is this confidence and assurance that the nature of God is being poured on the inside of us. It's being developed on the inside of us. It's being revealed on the inside of us. I really like this verse. It's just a very, it's just a piece of one verse in the midst of a, of, of a certain context of scripture, but it's found in Hebrews 6 and 19. And it says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul. The confidence and the assurance that we have is an anchor of the soul, which is both sure and steadfast. It's sure and it's truth and it'll never let you down. You, you'll, you, it, will, it will never disappoint you. It will always produce. So the anchor of the soul comes from the Word of God by a number of different things. And I just want to give you a, a few things to think about today as I, as I end this message. I want you to think about four or five things that produce a soul that is anchored. What's an anchor? An anchor is something that like on a boat, you drop an anchor and it stabilizes the boat. It keeps it steady. It doesn't, it doesn't drift off. It, and, and what happens is that the, 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 the anchor of my soul is hope. If the Bible says that, then I've got to understand that. But hope isn't just something that, oh, I hope it's going to happen. No, hope is developed assurance and confidence that God will do what he said. In, in, in that is faith developed in us, but the Bible says faith is the assurance of the things that we hope for. So our hoping has to be in line with God's Word and the way God develops hope in us. So I want to give you four or five things to think about regarding what this hope is and how it becomes an anchor of your soul. Number one, by drawing from the Word of God what addresses your situation. Finding scriptures that address what you face. If you're in fear, you're, you're not going to look for a scripture that talks about necessarily about healing or prosperity or something like that. You want to know what God says about fear. Well, in 2 Timothy 1.7, God said, I haven't given you fear but what I've given you is a spirit of power, love, and a sound and a well-balanced mind. That's what he's given me. So, so I've got to get scripture 
to anchor my soul that when fear comes, not, not if it comes, when it comes, when fear comes, that I've got the answer already in Scripture to let me know I don't have to be afraid because that fear is not from God. It's from the enemy. Second thing is to bring all contrary thoughts back to the Word for your situation. So anytime there are thoughts, one and two kind of go together, but not really. But anytime that there are thoughts that come, that I want to bring it back to what the Word says. It's vital that I learn and practice and develop my ability to do that and to, and to accomplish that. For example, um, if, I'm, you know, if I'm struggling with thoughts you know, concerning uh, health and healing in my body, I find in the scripture what God says about that and I bring all those thoughts back to what I what he says is so so that I'm convinced of what he says and not what I'm thinking or what, or, or how I feel in my body third thing is casting every care and 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 then not taking it back <clears throat> always acknowledging God's word and not taking back the cares uh, of the thoughts that try to tell you contrary to what God's word says is true. Remember, and I said this earlier, it's vital that we believe this. The enemy is out there who is defeated. Jesus came to defeat all his works. But he's out there trying to deceive you and get you to believe that God cannot come through with what he's promised. I'm telling you it's different, but we have to believe that that's so. And these are ways that we do that. Fourth is to just be diligent and, and to maintain the course that you're on and not quit no matter what you feel like. So often there, there's so many, there's so much, and, and, and you know, there, there's so much that's out there trying to get us to quit, get discouraged, to get focused on what we see instead of what we believe in the Word of God. And then number five, be ready always to tell others about how true that this hope in God, this confidence, this assurance in God will deliver your soul. That's how, that's how that hope becomes an anchor to the soul because I'm, I'm in a situation, say today, there's somebody that appears to be hopeless, but I have hope because I have assurance in God's word that God's got my back. He's got my front. He's got my left and right. He's got everything covered in my life. I have confidence in that. And, and assurance that God will do what he said he would do. That's, what, that's where I want to be, but I want to be ready to share that with other people. <clears throat> I, you know, everything that you started out this year with, and, and we've gone through some, a season and time where we're trying to be, you know, uh, maybe thoughts are trying to tell us that things that we were believing for at the beginning of the year are not going to come to pass because of things that we're dealing with, with, you know, the coronavirus and, and the shutdown of the, of our, uh, you know, of our economy and everything like that. The enemy's trying to convince us of that. I'm telling you, everything that God has promised you, he's going to do for you. Every, every New Year's resolution that you had that you got from God, things you were believing God for at the beginning of the year here at Gates, we prayed over people's visions and their personal visions and their desires, and I'm believing all those things are coming to pass because it doesn't matter what it looks like. There's a little disruption, say, here. It doesn't matter about any type of disruption. God is true to His Word, and He will make sure 
that all these things come to pass in your life. And I'm excited about that. And I'm just telling you today, God doesn't want you, God doesn't want you to be moved by what you see. God wants you to believe that Christ revealed in you is the hope of the world. And that, that's what it is. It's not your, you that's the hope of the world. It's Christ revealed in you that's the hope of the world. That's what I'm believing today, and that's what I'm standing in faith for and expecting to happen in your life.